0: Welcome to the Better Brave Podcast, where you get to hear unique stories from guests like you who choose to live bravely outside of their comfort zones. I'm Candace Dudley, your host, former teacher turned online business mentor and podcaster. This podcast is for you. If you're committed to living life on purpose, no more following the rules of society, go hit the follow button if you haven't yet and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I have a special guest, Anusha. She is the founder of Talisa Naturals. She is a former occupational therapist who turned to natural products to help her during her postpartum journey. This inspired her to start a bath and body business, creating clean products that encourage women to embrace self-care. Welcome, Anusha. Hi, Candace. Tell us a little bit about your journey from being an occupational therapist into motherhood and now into creating this business.
1: Starting way back, I was an occupational therapist. I worked primarily in neuro rehab. So anybody that has had a stroke or a brain injury, I would be helping with their rehab and helping them basically from hospital to home and getting them settled. So teaching them how to bathe themselves, dress themselves again after having such trauma to their bodies. And so I enjoyed it, a single single van. And then during that period, I met my husband, we got married, we had kids. And then I started feeling the pull of, oh my gosh, I now have these babies to look after. I want to spend time with them. I want to be with them. I tried the daycare route for a little little while with them. And I just felt like I would be able to provide them the best care. And so in that sense, I uh, did give up my job. To be able to be with them during the early years, because I wanted to be around for them, especially from you know since they were born until the age of five, till they were in kindergarten. Yeah, it was also a shift. It was also a change for me from being a working mom, having a career, and then being at home was also a shift where I would have to change my identity in a sense of like yes. I'm not a professional therapist anymore. Also, just changing my daily routine. And having had to have actually go through some postpartum depression after my first baby, it was just a tough time where I really had to focus on, okay, I need to create some sort of a balance for myself to maintain a healthy balance between being a mom and being me. And I just didn't know how at the time yeah. because I felt super overwhelmed sitting down and thinking about, okay. You know, let's take a look at a a full day with an infant. What does that look like? What does does that require of me to be fully present and to give my child the best care? And then, what times in the day do I have where it's just me? So, really looking at it, because my husband had, you know, obviously has a full time job, it was just those times where I was taking a shower, (laughs) and I was like, okay, right, taking a shower, this is my alone time. My husband's around. I need to make the most of it because I'm not going to be able to go to a spa for three hours. I don't necessarily Uh want to go to a spa and spend three hours of my time, you know? And I was like, so how do I make my bath times feel like I am in a spa? And that's when I started looking into just products that I could add to my bath or my shower, whatever it may be, whatever was available at the time. Looking at those ingredients, I was I was breastfeeding and I was like, okay, I don't feel safe or comfortable enough to be soaking in a bath bomb that has all these Chemicals and weird pigments and things that I don't understand. Um, it just got me onto a journey of just testing and and making products myself, yeah. researching essential oils. You know, at the time there were moms, you know, selling these uh, these essential oils back in the day. But that actually piqued my interest in essential oils. Really, finally looking into a certification actually of actually making products using essential oils because I wanted to be safe. My whole thing was about. Safety yeah. because, I was, like I said, I was breastfeeding and I just wanted to make something that's safe that I could use and that my baby wouldn't be affected by or indirectly affected by. And once I actually took the course, got the certification, made products, uh, used them for myself, gave them to friends, people were like, oh, these are great. They're natural. You should go, you know, and sell them to a, a market. And so I would do like little small, little tiny pop-ups uh, where I could, based on my, just my time and my schedule. As the kids grew, the demand grew <laughs> uh, for products. And it wasn't until a 2000, I think two, 2017 was when I kind of started the whole journey, but it wasn't until 2019 and my firstborn was five years old where I decided, okay, this is probably time that i you know start looking into turning this hobby into more of a business
0: i love that story so many things of just we'll get to it in a minute it seemed like you just followed one nudge after the other but i'm going to ask you more about that in a minute the first thing that i dabbled in after having babies too was essential oils because all of a sudden i don't know why babies does this to us but we're like well now i need to have a toxin-free home Clean ingredient, everything, because now I have a baby in the home. But before, when it was just me, it was like, yes. well, I don't know. So I love that you just filled that need because I've looked and there are far more resources out there that have extra ingredients that we don't necessarily want on our bodies than there yeah. are that don't. It really seems like the doors that kept opening for you, you didn't necessarily see them until you did one thing and then did the next and did the next. How did you know? Or what advice do you have for other people when they're trying to make these big decisions, like you leaving your job? How do you make those decisions? Follow those right nudges? How do you know when it's right?
1: So, first of all, I always encourage people to test ideas. Uh, and when I say test, it doesn't mean invest your whole 401k into an idea. There's many ways you can test a product that doesn't cost a lot time and money. So it won't cost you a lot of time and money. So test. It doesn't take a lot to go to a market and pay $50 to be a vendor and Mm -hmm. test and listen to your audience and listen to your customers. That's like research and development time where you can get to know what people are looking for. Maybe your existing product is not working, but as you're talking to people, you can be like, oh, people are really looking for a natural body wash or they're looking for soap. So I would say test. I'm also very naturally a risk averse person. So for me, it was a very gradual thing. Like I had to have these deep, long conversations with my husband about finances. Mm-hmm. And I will always tell people, you know, having been in business now for 2019, almost five, like five years, five, six years, is if you can start off as a side hustle and dedicate just a little bit of time and a little bit of money at first to test. And once you can see that, hey, like this is going to be profitable, then I would say, go in, look at your finances and figure out, okay, how can I make this work? It's fun creating product, no matter what product it is. It's fun having the passion to create the product. But at the end of the day, we also have to look at the boring stuff, which is the finances. Yes, definitely. (laughs) And I find like in the beginning, and a lot of makers, we forget about the finance part of it because we're so excited to share what we have with everybody else. And we want them to feel the same excitement at our product, about our products. Which is great, but make sure that at the end of the day it meets your financial goals and you can support yourself or you can support your family or whatever that may be, but that your basic needs are taken care of.
0: Tell me a little bit more about your postpartum journey and how that led you. You talked a little bit about it, how it led you into creating this business.
1: Postpartum was really rough for me. My OBGYN said, like, look, look, listen, you, you have like some postpartum yeah. going on. Do you want medication? What can we, you know, what can we help you with? And I refuse to take medication now. Please just don't listen. This is just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just me being an occupational therapist. There's obviously a mental health educational aspect that I had to Right. I really had to sit down and think about the coping skills that I taught my patients looking at those skills that I taught them and the things that I knew and basically treating myself in my own, <laughs> basically treating myself. Yes. But you had that skill set um, that others and, maybe wouldn't But I had, had. that skill set. Yes. I had that skill set. So I was able to just, again, step away, take that time, take a look at, okay, what does my day look like? What do I need? Mm. What do I personally need? To not feel so overwhelmed and to not feel so stressed within the parameters of being a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave the house for three months, the first kid. It was so bad. Yeah. I was anxious, overwhelmed, feeling down on myself, didn't like the changes that were happening to my body. Breastfeeding was extremely difficult, especially, you know, with the first kid. It was about that time that the, you know, I was talking to my OBGYN. And so we talked about um, how I was feeling. And I was like, okay. I have got to go outdoors. By then, my baby had pretty predictable schedule. So I would go out in the mornings with her, even if it was like a short walk in the neighborhood. During And during nap time, what I would do is I would sometimes take my shower then because I could take an extra long shower if she took a really long, a good nap. Yeah, Or I would just nap because I was tired, I was exhausted. And I was like, I had to force myself to nap or just rest my eyes. Prior to that, I would just be like, oh, what do I have to do next? What am I, yes. I have to do models? Do I have to wash this? Do I have to wash that? Do I have to? And and it was just basically the whole, just looking again at my mental health and saying, okay, what do I need to do with what I have to bring some sort of balance back and make me feel like me, you know? Yeah. So again, it was scheduling out my day, looking at what would work for me and then implementing. It sounds like you're really
0: good at taking breaks and reflecting. What do you wish people knew about those need to take a pause and reflect on? Because like you said, with that first kid, I did the same thing. If they were sleeping, it was like, well, what can I get done? What do I need to do? No matter how I felt. And I sounds like I was feeling pretty similar to you. So thank you for being real and raw and sharing that. Not enough of us do. What advice do you have around taking those
1: pauses, reflecting and being really intentional? taking a pause for yourself is, is not selfish. Hmm. It is not unproductive. It is the time when you can come home to yourself in a sense, and take that moment and take a look at your life as a whole. Really, I use that time to plan what I would want my life to look like. And I I tell you, once you get the thoughts out of your head and onto Hmm. paper, yes. You remove the overwhelm and you remove the anxiety and you put it on a piece of paper and then you can physically see, well, I really don't need to do A, B, or C. It's really not that important. Mm. Or these thoughts don't serve me or this does not fit into what or doesn't align with how I'd like to live my life. I think the culture is very much hustle, hustle, keep going no matter what field you're in, whether you're a state or mom or working mom or dad or whatever it may be. But it's so important to take that time to step away from the noise mm. and really take a look at what's in alignment with your life. What would work with your life? What what thoughts, what feelings, what activities actually build you up rather than drain your soul? Yes. <laughs> and you'll find that once it's out on paper, you can approach life, even if it's like half an hour a week with a different perspective and you end up being more efficient and effective in whatever you do.
0: The pause gives you that chance to do a little pre-planning almost. So Mm -hmm. when that half hour comes, you know exactly what's aligned with you and what you need. And now that half hour is powerful and meaningful. Do you do a lot of
1: journaling? I wouldn't say a lot of journaling. I do a lot of life planning myself. Okay. So it's mostly like every three months I take a look at What do I want my life to look like? So I always keep asking myself that question, I would say more or less every quarter, whether it's in business or whether it's within like just personal family. I will plan out vacations and I won't be thorough about it. I'd be like, oh, we would love to go to this park or we would love to, and can we do it? When it comes to business, I take a look at, okay, one, like how is the business running? What are my opportunities for growth? And making sure that I'm not hustling in that growth process because I want growth to be sustainable, Mm. Uh, slow and sustainable, I have found keeps me mentally sane Yeah, because I am consciously trying to stay out of the active hustle culture. And I want people to know that they can grow a thriving business sustainably. (laughs) Yes. Amen to that. So I always check in. I just check in with myself. Okay. Personal goals, family goals, business goals. How are we doing? What would I like to do? And just jot them down. And then within the quarter, I look back and see, okay, what what have I done? What have I, have we gone to this X part? Have we hit this X sales goal without killing ourselves? You know, I'm all about balance, balance, (laughs) balance. It's never perfect because again, like I said, during, like quarter three, quarter four, it does get a lot busier. It does get a lot crazy. I'm a lot more active and trying to get shipping out. But for the most part, if I look at life as a whole, I'm getting there. I'm slowly getting to more equilibrium. And I think the planning and the jotting down my thoughts and getting out the anxious thoughts and the overwhelming tasks down on paper every so often helps.
0: It probably gives you some direction, like a roadmap, a little bit of a focus versus just Sometimes I think we can get caught up in the daily tasks of okay, I gotta get this done and this done. Let's do that. But then if we don't have that planning or that thought ahead, we don't ever make any headway or we don't get to that
1: place that we wanna be because we're just kind of spinning. Spinning is really good way of saying find myself on that hamster wheel. It is draining. It's just draining. And it it affects me as a mom. I feel like I'm a lot less patient
0: Mm -hmm. than I
1: normally am with my kids and family. And it affects me in business as well, where I just maybe not don't have as much motivation because I am stressed or overwhelmed.
0: Having been in the career world and having a nine to five, what's your favorite thing
1: about being an entrepreneur? Definitely flexibility. One of the things about starting my business was also, again, being available for my kids. For example, on Friday, they have like a bunch of class parties. And so my Friday is blocked out because I want to be there for them. I would say that's the number one thing that comes to mind is flexibility. And number two is being able to be creative. Mm. I can be creative with formulations. I can be creative with packaging and I don't have to answer to anybody. Right. <laughs> which, is, which is so fun. Yeah.
0: Yes. What message would you like the listeners to take away today if they can't remember anything else we've talked about and we've covered a lot of great nuggets? What do you hope they take with them?
1: I hope that you can set aside some time for you and think about what you would like your life to look like and how can you make things work for you in your life without overwhelm, without anxiety. I think if you can start off there, you will probably be very successful in whatever direction you want your life to be in.
0: Thank you for that. Thanks so much for being on. Thanks for sharing your story and being so real and raw with us. Where can we find you?
1: You can find me on uh, my Instagram at Talisa Natural. You can also find me on my website. It's com. You can also click the little contact icon on my website or you can get me on Instagram. It's just me managing that and I love connecting with people.
0: Perfect. I'll link that all in the show notes for our listeners. Your power bombs? I think they're, yet are, they are they at filial style and red wing? Yes, they are. <laughs> okay. Then I have used them. They are amazing. And my children are obsessed. So they would be yes. the perfect stocking stuffers for this holiday season. So highly recommend you're giving your kids. Cause I always hated if I was letting them take a bath with like a bath bomb that they were given. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that there was junk in it, but they were so excited to use it. But I just knew it was going to just soak right into their little skin and their bodies that yeah. I just, oh, it hurt my mom heart. <laughs> this will not happen with your product. So totally would be a great stocking stuffer. So again, thanks so much for being on to the listeners. Have a better brave day. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.